pitch to the Center Circle Studio. Tim Van Horn goes studs up into the soccer world where no one is safe. 18-yard box is wall-free. This is My Three Subs Podcast, a soccer odyssey with your manager, Tim Van Horn. It's been an interesting week in soccer in the Mid-South because we've had Memphis 901 FC to talk about, but we've also got uh, some new things to talk about the Memphis Americans because now they have a coach. Not just a head coach, but an assistant coach, too. Announcements were made, and I was there to take it all in. All right, coming up, we've got that. We're going we're gonna to recap the last 901 FC game, look ahead to the next one, and we're going to find out what Brody learned at the press conference in downtown Memphis. Memphis as the Memphis Americans have unveiled some more of their leadership. That's all coming up. And plus, we'll preview the Champions League as well. He's Brody. I'm Tim. We forgot our gear, but that's okay. The season's almost over. We're sitting out on suspension anyway. This is My Three Subs. We'll be back with today's kickoff from the Center Circle Studios. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. Hey, it's Tim. Just reminding you, this podcast is now powered by Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Brody and I want all of our time going into making the podcast as entertaining and as interesting as possible for you. So that's why we ditched our old services, made the switch over to Podcave. This is the complete podcast management, combining all the tools we need to make the best shows we can, to make them available on all the platforms you use, and to always stay connected with you. Podcave provides unlimited audio storage, so all our episodes episodes new and the old ones are always available whenever you want them and our website it's included and built into podcave so you always have a place to find us it's that easy music and soundscapes we use on the show are professionally made and fully licensed by podcave we get email and text management tools to stay in touch with you guest booking tools episode planning tools podcave even includes customizable news feeds so that we can stay on top of the latest headlines with Podcave. It's all in one place and it's all inclusive for just $49 a month. That's right, $49 a month. Podcave, the complete toolkit for podcasters. Save time and money with your first or next podcast. Don't be afraid. Give it a try. Use Podcave. That's podcave.com. That's P O D C A V E. Podcave.com. This is my three subs, a soccer odyssey. We're underway from the Center Circle Studios. What say we talk about the outdoor game and then we roll up our sleeves and talk a little indoor? Indoor, the presser. Because I'd rather talk outdoor first before it gets too hot and then we can come indoors. It's already hot, Tim. Uh, You're the weatherman. This is ridiculous. It's the humidity that once you get into the afternoon, then it starts getting sticky. And The World Meteorology Department says we're a degree and a half warmer, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, what is life? It is hot. The though. cereal, the board game, or yeah, the journey. See all the above. I don't know. Is it is it shredded wheat that's pressed? I don't. I don't. I don't quite get it. I don't know. I was I was a bit stressed after the game this past Saturday. I thought yeah. 901 FC had three points in the bag. Thirty eight seconds. Oh, I guess Atlanta United too. We had them, dude. We man. had them. Had a man up. Had a man up. Had a goal up. Had a everything going for us, and then. 38 seconds happen. Yeah. A punch that wasn't a punch. 
2-2's final score. Hey, we got a point. At Atlanta. Yeah. Didn't we say at the beginning of this season that if we come out of this this road stretch, that getting any points would be a positive? No, you might have said that. I, but That's what just, I thought. But yeah, you might have said that. <laughs> that's what but, I thought. Yeah, I was, I, you know, I'm hoping at this point, if they if they can come back with five or six points, I think that's that's not a bad start. Yeah. Con- considering this is a getting the note to know you still phase mm-hmm. for this team with the short for short training camp. A lot of positives. Oh, the, listen. Uh, listen. Atlanta game. Listen, I enjoyed calling that match with with Pete Pranica, and and I got to tell you a little bit of inside baseball before we get started on that. Mm-hmm. Got got to the stadium at, at AutoZone Park. That's that's where we call even the road games. We have a a press booth where we call the games on a monitor. Well, there was a Redbirds baseball game going on at yeah. that time, yeah, right. and because of the ambient noise, they stuck us out in the hallway <laughs> with a card table and a TV monitor. They were and, so kind. <laughs> Well, it was. It At least was, they didn't put you on the floor. It insulated the sound, <laughs> yeah. And so we were we were fine out in the hallway. Now we couldn't sit we couldn't sit side by side in the hallway because the chairs would they were too wide for two. You'd be people. rubbing knees the entire. We would be rubbing knees, and you know, because <laughs> you're tall. <laughs> one of the rules of USL, you know, no spooning in the booth, so oh, you know, can't do that's that. That's terrible. Uh, but um, <laughs> so we had staggered chairs. In uh, I had my laptop. He had his tablet, and you know, we had the running stats and everything. So it, it worked out. It worked out fine. We've done it before. I've done it with with uh, Fisher. Uh, Do you share a popcorn? Is it one bowl out of the popcorn? No bowl? communal popcorn. In fact, there's no popcorn up there at all. Oh, that's terrible. No, no, but there are... Kernels in the tea. There are drinks and stuff. Uh, yeah, well, plus, you don't want to start coughing in the middle of a broadcast. It just gets, just gets awful. Hey, listen, you guys are the pros. I'm... I want to roll I'm back. Just a fat kid. I want to. I, I want to roll back and and talk about just all the positives in the match because yeah. I I think. Going back from match one to match two, I think we saw some leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of positives. Yes, and a lot of it came from Kadeem Dakers on the receiving end of passes, but also on the initiating end of passes. I'm going to well. be honest with you; he set them up and couldn't quite knock all of them down. I mean, he knocked down a few, uh, but man positivity the give and goes and and this came from after week one we were talking about getting to know you players kind of thing and get them getting to know each other i you actually saw that you know dakers would send a ball and kind of knew where everybody else was going to be to a point yeah I, th- I think that was much improved over week two and i didn't think it was that bad in week one i think it wasn't terrible i i and to, to speak to that, Ben head coach Ben Pierman was was very adamant that the shot selection from the first game was not optimal. There was right. too, there were too many just letting rip from 20, 25 yards and not from directly in front of goal. He says, what I'd rather see is have that ball crossed in and have a couple of guys ready there to pounce. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened on the first goal. Amazingly. Ball came through, and <laughs> yeah. you had not one, not two, but you had three Memphis 901 FC players, yes. basically one near the near post, one in the middle of the goal, which happened, which in this case happened to be Dakers, who finished it off with a nice finish down low. Beautiful. And then on the far side, you had another player overlapping, ready in case he missed it to have a go at it. It's exactly what Ben Pierman said he had hoped would happen, so it sounds like his message is getting across, because not only did it work for that goal, but there were other times where they had some good chances yes. that didn't quite make materialize in a finish but they were in position and i think this is going to be at least they got a shot at it they had a, I mean? they had a they shot had at it and 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 because they've they're, they've seen some success with this i think it's going to happen more frequently and i think mm-hmm. there will be more opportunities uh, created like that as well uh pace of play uh were you excited more so this week than you were last week i mean granted we played birmingham pretty fast i thought we played atlanta united too even faster which 
was good to see. I think we had to because they had a lot of 16, 17, 19 year olds. I think they had they had pure speed out there and and I don't mean that in just raw talent because many of these academy players, these Atlanta United 2 players are in their second season there. So their season sure. so so they're already used to taking the knocks in this league. So they it's not just raw uh with nothing but upside. These there, there's some development already there with these youngsters and I thought they had to play that and as noted at the end of the first half, in fact, if you take and go to the entire game, possession was essentially two to one in favor of Atlanta United. But I thought Memphis was set up and very disciplined and able to absorb yes. the amount of possession that that they were not getting. And I thought the counterattacks were, were terrific. I thought uh, for two reasons. One, I thought they were very quick on the wings. I thought the give and goes, like you mentioned, were good. But I also thought uh, out of the back, I thought there was a, a lot of, of presence, a lot of poise out there. Heads were up. I, I, and, I thought, and I thought a lot of that came from John Burner. I thought he was good talking in the back and distributing out of the back. I thought he did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. But when Atlanta would press high with two, three guys, Memphis was able to not panic and unlock that. And once they did, it sprung them forward very quickly into the middle third and the attacking yeah. third. So there were there, there were a couple lo- breakaways in there. I yeah. mean, granted, we didn't capitalize on those. Those are the ones that you kind of go, oh, but, you know, it should be four to nothing at this point. But, you know, those were the moments, though, that will have a div- or have a team kind of set back, I think, and, and, okay, well, maybe we don't need to press this high. Or, or you know, start second guessing themselves. Sure, sure. And, and I thought, I thought that that was very good. And we talked about Dakers' goal. I thought the assist where he laid that off for Kissydew. Oh, 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 oh it, beautiful! Per- perfectly weighted yep. ball. Kissydew had had plenty of time to bury that into the back corner. Yep. It was a beautiful goal, uh, totally deserved. And at that point, I thought, okay. We got a shot at this. Dakers set up so many though that, and and he was trying to put them away. He was trying to capitalize on on what he had set up um, to the point where uh, us at home watching from home, we were like, okay, Dakers, just pass it, you know, because <laughs> because he had set himself up so beautifully and missed um, either just wide or over top or, or wherever have you he was hitting kind of all over the spectrum. It was bound to happen sooner or later for Dakers uh, after that first goal, uh, but never really materialized. Uh, at that point, we were like, just pass it. When he did, Kissadu was right there to capitalize on that. And I think it was fair to say the vo- the volume of his work and the number of passes he made, I thought his decision-making overall, oh, I, thought yeah. he, I thought he deserved an A. Maybe not an A+. Plus, but but again, who, you know... You Lionel know, Messi gets an A+. Plus, you know, Paul you know. Skull's probably going to get an A+. a plus, you right. know, out of the back. Lampard probably going to get an A+. Plus, right. You know, <laughs> you know, back in the day. De Bruyne you're, probably going to get an A+. Plus. A+, plus level elite player, you yeah, know. But it was, it, it, you know, on... But he had a good show On the whole... I, I thought he had a complete performance. I thought he defended well. I thought yeah. he was very physical. I thought I thought Memphis was very physical in this match. I thought so too. I was happy with the physicality. Yep. While the stats do say two to one, but I have you know I would go back and say even Atlanta's chances, except for the last thirty eight seconds. And you know what possession is essentially based on? It's just based on the number of passes. It's it's that yeah. proportion. So. I, and- you know, we made them pass that much, you know, uh, because we were pressuring. We, again, going back to game one, that thought of, uh, uh, we, we gave a ball up. I'm going to go back and attack it to to regain control or to win the ball back. It was still there. That I w- passion was still there. I was 
surprised in a positive way at the amount of time, how far deep into the match that Memphis was able to press with multiple guys up mm-hmm. high on Atlanta and didn't let them just get really comfortable and take a breather. Even when they were pinging in around the back, we were still giving good chase. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I thought I thought the shifting on defense in the middle middle third, I thought it I thought it was pretty good. And 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 while you did have you you did have some exploitation down the right wing, I still I still think the the Memphis back four did a, a pretty admirable job, especially yeah. on the wings in in uh, in, in taking care and in, in taking care of what they needed to. Well, what a difference a week makes! It was weird to see the level of competition, uh, and and what I mean is towards fiftieth, sixtieth, even seventieth minute, you saw nine hundred one FC die, you know, just because of, oh, this is a real game scenario. Uh, we're running harder than we've ever run before. And and the fitness level, while it was claimed that, hey, listen, these guys are ready, it was still game one. Um, week two, though, I didn't feel that way. Ben Pierman, to his credit, did make a few subs earlier in the match at the 50th minute, I think 55, uh, where Guitar came in and uh, that firecracker of a man. I love that guy. Yeah, and he brought Kyle Murphy in for a look. And, Kyle Murphy and, and got Ky- a look. Ky- yeah. Kyle, Kyle did a pretty good job in. You know, he still really hasn't gotten a great look at goal yet, mm-hmm. but I thought he pressed well. I thought he was physical trying and, and, and forced a couple of turnovers uh, in the uh, in the in Memphis's attacking third, which was I thought was very helpful. So even when he wasn't getting offensive opportunities, he was playing a role in being disruptive for them. I, so, I, I, you know, all in all, not not I still, you know. We haven't seen the best of Kyle Murphy yet, and that's yeah. and that's okay at this yeah. point. Oh no, now's not the time to peek. But I thought I thought Andre Reynolds did a, a, a pretty admirable job for his first start at left back and mm-hmm. for Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, and and he's getting that because Gonzalez may be gone a couple of weeks on international duty. Right, so they're getting him ready for that. I thought he did okay. Jack Gurr was going all up and down the sideline at right back for Atlanta. He was the jackass, you know, that got the red card at the end of the game. Stupid for him. Well, I mean, you know. You kick a ball at a guy, you can't complain. You knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, 85th minute, you know what? Just suck it up for about seven or eight more minutes. Yell at it's the gonna... ball, you know, yell at the blade of grass in front of you. Or just take it. Or just pick up the ball and spike the ball. You'll get a yellow, but at least you but won't, at get, least sent you won't off. get sent off. Yeah. You know, it was it was a very dumb penalty. Does that mean suspension for the next match, too? Yeah, uh, well, red card, but yeah, he's out for yeah. the next for the next match. I don't know if there's gonna be multiple games for that or because I mean he fired, he rocketed the ball at uh, it it was know. his. It was his best shot of the game. <laughs> it was. It no, was no, most no, on target he's been. Yeah, on, you know? but we do. We we got to talk about Aiden McFadden though. He was really good for Atlanta. His goal. Man. His goal was in the upper ninety. But I I'm gonna guess that if Burner could have that one back, he would because uh, yeah. he went up. He went up high. He had the range to get it. Mm-hmm. Did he try? I, I don't know the answer to this. What, I, mean, I, I don't know the answer to this. But it looked like he tried to either catch it or maybe fingertip it. But it went. It looked like he made the W, and it went. It, it just grazed right through his hands and yeah. into the goal. Which he had made the effort. He had the range to get there. Thought he, I thought that he had it. Upon it, first look, it looked like he just soft handed it. You know, and maybe that is. Oh, I'm going to catch this ball. 
as opposed to just deflect it or, or you know, yeah. shield it out. I, I don't know. It, it looked like soft hands. We were like, what? When is this guy? You know, like grow, you know, grow some fingernails. Yeah, but I, I you know, I, he made some, he made some critical saves in the match. I think that one he would have wanted back. Second goal. I, hey, listen, I'm not going to hang that one on him. Uh, 38 uh, seconds. You, you know, at the end of the game, he goes and makes he he makes the attempt to clear the ball and punch it away. Mm-hmm. It was not his best punch. Let, let's be honest, because it was about chest high, maybe waist high. Uh, and it allowed McFadden to basically just volley it back at him and into the goal. Yeah. And and there's two things with that. One, if he gets it over McFadden's head or he gets it high and away, the match is over. Yeah. We win the match. Yeah. All right. That's three points, the fact, baby. The fact that he was aggressive and went and got it. I, I Listen. I give I, I thumbs up to Burner for doing that. Yeah, I think he if he could have punched it again, you know, may I don't know if he could have done anything differently. Mm. It, 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 best case scenario, it's bad luck. But r- the real question is, we are one man up. Yeah. Where in the freaking hell is our defense there? Where I mean, it's basically you, you know, could have shot a cannonball through there, yeah. and nobody would have stopped that. So that's that's why I'm not going to hold Burner co- no. culpable at all because he got into the crowd, he punched it away. Was it his best punch? No. no but you know but- what? With a defender there, that ball doesn't get back toward the goal. And I think, you know, if you are parking the bus, you have a defender there, you know, and, and yeah, well, I do credit that we didn't park the bus, you know, uh, at the 50th minute or at the 55th minute or, or whatever have you, when we were making those uh, arguably offensive subs coming in, um, you know, I, I was happy at that. But at that point, if you're going to park the bus, then you have to park the bus. You have to get back. You have to all hands on deck. Well, I think they were back. I think it was Buffalo mentality. Everybody was from the center of the goal in into that crowd, which I also think increased the Listen, level of I've difficulty seen... for John Burner okay. to be able to get either a catch or a punch away. Again, you know, Aid McFadden is not a tall guy. If that gets no. over his head, if it gets outside of the 18, everybody's scrambling out on a jailbreak to go get the ball. That match is over. Then I've seen more spread in a swarm ball scenario with six-year-olds than than we had there. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds swarm pretty ball. Cool. You've never seen swarm ball? They look no. like little bees going around, and they all fall in the ball. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Swarm ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, bottom line, if you're if you're to take overall, just go to any of those fields out there, and all those six year olds are. I, I saw this thing when I was eating at Hickory Tavern last week on ESPN twenty two. <laughs> it's called Spike Ball. It's these frat. Oh, yeah. It's these frat boys that go two on two mm-hmm. with this trampoline. Yeah, and they throw a ball at him. And the score just, I mean, it runs up to twenty five. It takes like two minutes to play. Mm-hmm. And it's like really? Oh, you can do it absolutely. Just slushed. Y'all, y- y'all have got a TV deal for this? Yeah. Now, well, so does um, cornhole. Come on, man. Wow. <laughs> I mean, but there Both is. Both games you can play entirely drunk. <laughs> it's great. Spike ball. Spike ball. I mean, I mean, apparently they rented a, a, like half of a soccer field somewhere to do this. Really? Oh, man. That's yeah. A, that's a bit much. We played on the beach all the but, time. Well, I saw spike ball and, and I, I knew that it was more of a social gathering than a sport because yeah. there were like lawn chairs and I think there was a beer cooler over there for the intermission. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Instead of orange slices, you're, you're picking up a six pack. It's fun. And, but. Listen, I, listen. I know it's fast. I know it's. I guess it's sort it's of athletic. athletic. I, no, I, I don't not. know, man. Listen, I'm trying. I'm trying. I play spike ball. It is not athletic. I'm trying not to poo poo it completely. <laughs> poo poo it. 
but uh, uh, I, do you I, stretch before cornhole? Come on, yeah, yeah those last minute stretches. <laughs> if you don't, they'll get you every time. But uh, to back back to the overall arching point because we do need to, to get to some yeah. indoor soccer. I, you know, hopefully Ben Beerman is encouraged uh, because as a fan, uh, I was encouraged by the energy. I thought the fitness levels were better. Mm-hmm. I thought the passing was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the defending was well had gone well. To and, a point. I, and, and I think the counter attack was very good. I thought we I thought we handled the pressure even like sixty six to thirty four. I I thought uh, possession wise, I thought Ben came in with a game plan. I yeah. thought they executed it. Yeah. I think they just screwed the pooch in the last minute of the match Agreed. with with, uh, with I don't know if that was zonal marketing or a marking zonal marketing. Yeah, hey, to the you know send some postcards to, <laughs> Synergy. to the zip code. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, but I, I don't know if that was zonal marketing. Uh, I said it again. <laughs> you circled back. To I've, it. I've been drinking and playing spike ball. <laughs> zonal marking. Yeah. Or if someone just completely blew off their assignment, you know, like the I-40 bridge inspection. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, so look ahead. Where do we go from here? How does it get better heading into Oklahoma City? Arguably, they just dropped one to Birmingham, right? And that was a great match. It was it was a rainy night in Birmingham uh, on uh, Wednesday night. Bruno Lapa got his first goal of the year. Of course, he was uh, he was all, uh, all all first team last year for Birmingham. He has been struggling, but he he uh, he finally opened his account last night. They won one nil against Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be a terrific match Saturday. Dave Voloshin's got the call on that. I will not. Be on oh, that. I don't. I don't. I don't know who will else be in the in the uh, chair. That is TBD. Maybe JJ. That could could be JJ Greer. That'd be great. Yeah. That would that would be that would be fun indeed. But I I think Memphis. I hope mentally this is not a roadblock for them. Yeah. Because if so, if you go back out on the road, you, you know you you can get curb stomped if you mm. if you start doubting yourself. I don't think they should doubt themselves. There are a lot of positives to take out of this. Yeah. If I'm a Memphis fan, I'm ready for June 16th to get here. Go Me cheer too. for this team because this is a team that you can cheer for. You there's a lot of guys. I'm going to be honest with you. This that that Atlanta team is who we're seeing on June 16th. Uh, June 16th. Well, it may be. You know, oh, they no, make so many, they, it oh, may be the true. same. It may be Atlanta too, but it, <laughs> in regarding name, it's the, the roster, I mean they've got. Like fifty-seven guys on the <laughs> roster, uh, but still enough. Yeah, listen, crowd behind him at that point. I, I think that's a W. I think that's three points. You know, last thirty-eight seconds. Here's your big hurrah. Get up on your, you know, P's and Q's. Open your eyes. You know, I know you're feeling sluggish, but here's a little energy from the crowd. Here's the EpiPen in the in the leg uh, for the adrenaline shot, man. Let's do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> The EpiPen? Yeah. <laughs> You're feeling sluggish. I guess that's better than Ivy D5W with ringers. <laughs> Lactate. <laughs> I've been watching Emergency with Randolph Mantooth. <laughs> Coming up, we're talking indoor soccer. We're talking Memphis Americans. There's been uh, more uh, news on that. Uh, Brody went to the press conference yesterday. We've got that coming up next on My Three Subs. And that takes us to the half. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. I love talking soccer, but I also love talking about real estate, too. And, and people ask me about both a lot. And one of the big questions I get in real estate is, how's the housing market? The housing market looks great. And really, it all comes down to when is the time right for you? If you're ready to make your move, give me a call. Tim Van Horn at Cry Like Realtors. 901-756-8900 is my office number. Brody, can I give him my cell number? Oh, I can. Okay. 901 901- Two six two five thousand. That's my cell phone. You can also go to my website, timvanhorn.com. I can help you with your move around the block, around the city, around the state, and even around the world, too. I have a network of relocation certified agents just ready 
to help you. They are dying for your business, and I can put you in touch with those. All it takes is pick up the phone, give me a call. 901-756-8900. That's my office number. You can call me at my cell, 901-262-5000. Or just go online. Check me out at timvanhorn.com. That's timvanhorn.com with Cry-Like Realtors. There's the whistle. Second half, my three subs action from the Center Circle Studios. Help me welcome our new head coach, Corey Adamson. How about that? So a, a young, energetic coach, at least that's yeah. what it sounds like. You were at the press conference yesterday. He is young I, <laughs> and I, energetic. Excellent. Now, I'm excited because I got to go to the very first press conference. You did not get to go. So this is right. your first taste of the Memphis Americans NISL experience. So kind of yeah. set the table what, what what you were looking at yesterday. Well, I, a young, energetic, and uh, almost feverish, like the excitement level as far as the presser was concerned, if coming from the brass uh, from NISL, uh, Andrew Haynes and everybody, uh, really bringing the heat when it comes to the program as a whole. Now, uh, as we just heard, Memphis just signed their head coach and their assistant coach, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, Corey Adamson is no stranger to the indoor realm. Um, He's been playing in St. Louis. Uh, He's got uh, a a lot of goals, and and his highlight reel was really fun to watch. Holy crap. Yeah, the the Memphis Americans posted that, and and perhaps we can post a link on our our show blog. In fact, we will do that to the highlight reel from the Memphis Americans. But this is a guy that's a finisher. If you want to see goals, go watch his highlight reel. Which is funny, because I even brought that up about him finishing goals, and he doesn't think that he's a finisher, which is, it's funny uh, how he describes his own style of play. Here's what he had to say. I've never been that elite goal scorer. I've never tried to be. I've always tried to be kind of a role player myself. Um, I look for guys that that want to impact the team, not themselves. Well, you were talking to him about the way that he played. Is it played or st- Still plays. Is he a player coach? Yeah, that's that is the mo for Corey Adams, and he will be the player coach uh, for the Memphis Americans in the indoor. So uh, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, the other thing that's really exciting is the other player, and I'm going to say player in this because he was a Memphis Americans player, uh, was also named in that his assist, his assistant coach for both men's and women's, and that is none other than Bo Melson. Yeah, we love Bo. We had a podcast with him in the last year. Bo uh, originally grew up in Atlanta. He moved to Memphis. Yeah. He he went to Germantown High School and uh, got offered an amateur contract with the Memphis Rogues, but right. ended up going to the University of Memphis, which was then Memphis State, bagged a ton of goals in yeah. a year, then turned pro with the Memphis Americans. But he is the first African-American to uh, come from a Memphis high school and play professional soccer. So really cool. A bit of history there. And I asked Bo if he still had his top hats and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can dig it all up. Bo, by the way, looks like he could still play. He says he needs to drop 10 pounds, but you've never met Bo before. No. Is there a guy that's more proud of the job that he just got than Bo and then Bo Melson? I mean, man's wearing his scarf and I'm like, Bo, suit up. I saw I asked him even off, you know, Mike and stuff. I was like, do you still have the old jersey and stuff? And he's like, of course I do. And I was like, dude, suit up. Let's go. (laughs) You know what I mean? If Corey can do it, so can you. But um, both coaches will be the coach for the men's and women's side. Oh, okay. So so that was that's. 
the bulk of the coaching staff right yeah. there for yep. both clubs. Yep. Okay. And then, uh, but I, I started asking, you know, uh, obviously we have a player already in, in Corey Adams and the coach, uh, but what else is he looking for? Is he, you know, where is he looking for talent and stuff like that? So this is what he had to say about where he's looking for talent. We're definitely going after the, the collegiate level. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer is there, there's talent everywhere. Uh, there's, there's talent on, on, a, on, a, on a field right now that doesn't play for any affiliation, anything. Um, and I want to give all of it its just due. But like we talked about, th- those programs, I mean, you got you got talent on there that are, that's U.S. national team talent. Um, and, and those are the players that we want to try and really build around um, and, and build this league, build this program around on the women's side and, of course, the men's side. You know, it's funny. We, we were talking about the local talent and stuff, and it, there's some pros and cons, obviously, of local talent. One, they don't have to move. But there's also another pro that Corey brought up that I thought was really interesting. Here's what he had to say about the pros of having local talent. <laughs> people people want to show out for their families. They want to show out for their friends. And we want to give them that opportunity. I certainly had that opportunity uh, given to me when I was uh, when I was signed with St. Louis. I'm from Tampa originally. We got to go down to Tampa um, and play down there. Um, Rub it in the nose a little bit of fa- friends yeah, and family. You know, exactly. All those coaches that were like, hey, you know, this guy's not good enough to play it. Hey, you remember me? Yeah. yeah so um, Let me sto- score like an eight or nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he kind of said what I thought he was going to say, but I thought he'd maybe throw in there too you know you can't beat home cooking <laughs> well, yeah i mean you know when mom's cooking dinner after practice that's great yeah i mean it's indoors so you don't have to run as far so if you put on a couple of pounds you, know, you can shed yeah. them off at the you know next practice Especially if you're goldkeeper right if you're goalkeeper you probably want to be a little bigger you know i'm just throwing that out like there. that big lacrosse guy yeah <laughs> you know just a big wall in front of there <laughs> literally parking the bus and you could be the bus <laughs> you know and they're more than just the men's and the the women's team on match night i know they're they're going to be having some trials out soon. I'm yes. sure they're going to be having some camps. I know they want to get involved in the community, and they're really proud to be a part of the Soto County, uh, and they they have not been shy about that at all. No, and and you know, the, what the big thing was, is the big talking point was throughout the um, the press conference, kind of a recurring theme was not just to Soto County, but the Memphis area as a whole. So Mississippi, our, uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, even, even you know, the, uh, the greater Memphis area. So that was really exciting to see, which is why they had it downtown Memphis as opposed to back at the Lander Center. They want to, you know, say, hey, listen, you know, we are all encompassing when it comes to this. Well, and they also want to embrace the the local soccer culture here as well. Sure. Not, not just the outdoor soccer and, of course, obviously the indoor soccer that comes with the NISL. But, of course, you know, there's another type of soccer that's big here as well. That's right. And uh, just announced was a new futsal league, uh, which is starting in DeSoto County. Um, I talked to Corey a little bit about the futsal program. Program. What does that mean for his NISL team? Football is one of the best training tools there could ever be for soccer players at any age, at any level. Um, Futsal itself is is such a creative, fast-paced game. Um, we just have walls, and it, it, we're, we're using just a couple extra players on the field. But there are a lot of, of fundamentals of futsal that translate directly to indoor soccer. And when it's channeled right, when it's when when you develop a style of play that is able to mix both, um, especially using the walls, using that seventh man, yeah. right, um, and and incorporating that. You can be a really dangerous team, a really technical team, a really talented team. I love futsal players because they are so technical. I learned a lot of my technical ability from a futsal coach, from a futsal player. And I want to continue that that kind of knowledge base um, while adhering to 
the necessities of indoor soccer, right. if that makes sense. Right. Again, I think overall, everybody's really excited about this. It's a win, 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 win across the board. And I heard uh, Kyle Rote Jr. made an appearance, but then yes. mysteriously disappeared before you could get him. Man, yesterday. I was so upset. I, I had my pecking order of who I needed to talk to. I waited in line like a good little boy. I should have just went over to Kyle Rote Jr. I should have just said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to skip the lines. I'm going to uh, pull a Disney park trick and, and fast pass it over to Kyle Rote Jr. Sometimes you just got to nudge Hal Downing out of the oh, way because he, he'll he'll hang out with Kyle. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kicked, kicked him in the shin and said, and just like, hey, my daddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I hate that you haven't had a chance to speak with him, but when you do, it'll be it'll be absolutely worth it. It, tur- it, it Everybody just melts into a kid again. Listen, everybody is really excited. Kyle Rowe Jr. all the way down uh, to Bo Melson and uh, Corey, uh, uh, yeah, Corey Adamson. Adamson. Right, yeah. Everybody is super excited about, one, this program, two, uh, the league as a whole, but, you know, just the Memphis area, having that, you know, feverish, like I said, excitement at the beginning of this thing is it, fun to see. I am excited to, uh, at, at at the potential of, of who could be in this lineup. Maybe there's some local stars on the men's and women's side. And I can't, I can't wait till we see how the women's team is going to be. Because You want to talk about a talent pool? Just talk, Come on, man. I know just from the amateur outdoor and from the amateur <laughs> indoor here, we we have some women that can just flat out ball. Um, and, and, you know, Corey and I talked about that a little bit off my, uh, too, is about, you know, the women's team is going to be Badass, <laughs> you know he's really excited about that that women's club because there is so much talent down in Ole Miss, the collegiate level. I'm just going to talk to collegiate level real, real quick. Is down at Ole Miss there to to the University of Memphis and Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt, Ar- Get Ar- out Ar- of here. Arkansas is is no slouch either. There, Mississippi State. There is some talent to be had. And um, CBU women, CBU women, uh, some pretty good talent. So, yeah, yeah. Um, at national uh, to quote. Uh, uh, Corey there, some national club team level kind of talent. So that's good to see. Fun days ahead with the Memphis Americans. And all in all, if you look at big picture, the Memphis area has two very young, energetic head coaches in outdoor in Ben Pierman mm-hmm. and in indoor in Corey Adamson. I agreed. And I don't think that we could have really asked for anything better with those uh, two men helming the clubs, uh, plural. So, um, yeah, really excited. Uh, tryouts will happen. Open tryouts will happen uh, for the NISL very soon is what they're saying. No definitive date yet, but we'll let you know. If you will find us a GoPro camera, I you're will, out there. Man. I will suit up. You got to get out. There. I will suit up and I will take my lumps for the podcast. <laughs> we could literally park you. You're the bus, man. You're as tall as the bus. Yeah. Yeah. You just stick your hand out and you got the uh, one end of the goal. They'll be calling me the Winnebago. <laughs> I love it. I love it, too. Uh, Before we go, there is a big match on Saturday, the Champions League final. Yes. Uh, Do you want to unpack all that in bonus time? Yeah, let's do that. We'll talk about that. Uh, We can just scoop out of the way that Villarreal knocked off uh, Man United in penalties. I mean, there's not much My brother is so upset. I'm sure sure he is. Coming up, uh, we'll hit added time. We'll do a little bit on the Champions League. We'll put a bow on this, and we'll be right back with my three subs. More next on My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. The heart of Memphis has always been full of song. Every walk of life represented in the way Memphians know best. From the established to the current to the rising stars, hear their story and their music on the Memphis Reverb podcast on your favorite podcast provider. 
Just search Memphis Reverb. This is My Three Subs, a soccer odyssey. And we have added time to the podcast. So can they do it? Can Chelsea upset Man City on I Saturday? So. Yeah, I think so. I think Chelsea's got it in them to do it. It's going to be a good match. Man for Finally. man. Man for man. It's hard to go against Manchester City in this match. It, it is. is, but I don't. I mean, Chelsea finds ways to pull it out. Oh, they also find ways to lose, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <There's> that. <laughs> yeah. There, there is that one small. You know, that one. It's happened detail. before, but you know, the thing is, is Pulisic coming off the bench um, hasn't really materialized a lot for the. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? He scored in the semifinal. Well, what he's I'm a, saying is, he's it, an American that scored in the semifinal. As the as on a whole. That is like bottled beer taste in a can. <laughs> it's it's it, on the whole, he he hasn't materialized a lot. But granted, in the big moments, this is one of those big moments. This is what I was going to say. Bam, hitting home runs. So this is going to be a He's two, hitting dingers, baby. This is going to be a two o'clock kickoff on Saturday. I love early kickoffs. Memphis time. They're going to play this in Porto. Hmm. Neutral site, Portugal. Well, they do. They always pick a site for oh, the final. They? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this one will be on Saturday, and it will be on CB. It will actually be on CBS. It'll be yeah. on Channel 3 here. Yeah. So it's... Uh, so so Tim Simpson, Todd Demers, don't... Back, backseat. Uh, un, un, no un, inclement weather, unless please. There, unless there's subdivisions just getting blown away, <laughs> please. No please. inclement weather. Don't do I it. do not care if it's lightning outside. We, we don't care about that right now. I'm not going to pay for a Paramount Plus subscription to stream alongside. I, even though I have one. <laughs> uh, I may be coming over to your house. <laughs> I, I don't know. I find I find this really tough that, to, to overcome. I, I, could, I could see... For Chelsea? Yeah, I, I could see... I mean, either way, I guess isn't an American getting a Champions League medal out of this either, regardless, e- either Pulisic or Zach Steffen. Steffen, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's why I'm saying it's hard for me to cheer one way or the other. I guess for the long haul, we've been Pulisic following for a while longer than Steffen. I don't, you know, it just feels that way. But I think it's about. The I same. think Chelsea have a chance if they can teach Timo Werner the offside rule. <laughs> If they can teach that and he can stay on side and bury the goals that have been disallowed all year, yeah. then maybe they have a chance. <laughs> but I see this 3-1. He man. hates VAR, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, oh, that VAR. <laughs> I, you know, I could see this going 3-1. I think it gets tight. Man City get a second. Chelsea have to press, and then Man City cuts him apart at the end. I could see 3-1. I can see it City shots. On. That'd be fun if it went down to shots. That'd be fun. Yeah, it could. It could do that. Yeah. You know, Chelsea have been burned by that before. Oh, man. If it comes down to shots, I think Man City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea, I don't think it has a shot with shots. Shot, <laughs> shot, 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 shot. <laughs> and then that'll pretty much put a wrap on all of that. But on Sunday morning, I'm going to get up and watch. I believe it's going to be on ESPN Plus, the League One final from Wembley because my aunt's hometown team Lincoln City is playing Blackpool the winner gets promoted to the championship is that at 4 a.m. No, it's at, no smart ass. It's at nine o'clock on Sunday. Okay, good. I'll, I'll hit late service. <laughs> I'll actually be up for that one. <laughs> there, it's in England, not in Australia. Yeah, wait, listen, some of those kickoff times are like five a.m. and I'm like, gee whiz, guys. But not not over in England. Then I got kick off at five a.m. Brutal. 
It's brutal. <sighs> Six o'clock, I'm barely getting a coffee. I mean, you know, pouring Baileys in just to knock off the whatever I had the night before. The, the quality of the match, the first touch is not going to be sterling. But you, but just a few years ago, Lincoln City had been relegated out of the football league altogether into conference, mm-hmm. and they have won their way. They've they've won League Two. They have been contenders in League One. They they finished in the top six this year in League uh, One. And they disposed of Sunderland in the semis. Yeah. And now they have a one-off against Blackpool at Wembley for a chance. Poor Sunderland. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, sucks to be them. It just sucks. But 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 Lincoln City. And it's funny because my aunt lives about seven minutes. She's about a seven-minute drive from the stadium in Lincoln. And, and they played a stadium called Sensil Bank. Mm-hmm. It holds maybe... Maybe five thousand, maybe. That's but during the lockdown, those are the passion passion games. Well, well, during the during the uh, <laughs> for some reason I'm thinking passion play, but anyway, the during the lockdown, uh, the FA Cup they had an FA Cup home match against Liverpool, so mm-hmm. the lights were on and nobody could get into the stadium. And she's like, looking, it's like, it's like I wonder who's playing tonight. And she yeah. called me, she's like, who's 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 playing tonight? And I said, oh, it's FA Cup. Y'all have Liverpool. She's like, we got Liverpool in town. <laughs> How'd that happen? We can't even get over to the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I always find funny is, you know, hearing seven minute drive to the stadium. Does everybody walk to the stadiums over there? I think many do, but I mean, they have a decent rail system. Okay. Over there. Uh, all you see, like in, in Ted Lasso, for instance, everybody just walks to the match. Yeah. And, and it kind of makes me upset. I wish I could. Lincoln is a big enough town where they now have a direct train from London. It's about an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, not, it's not it's not too bad, but it used to they didn't up until probably 10 years ago you had to you had to pick kind of a place where you would switch over from another train mm-hmm. and get there. I I I brought up Ted Lasso. I was listening to you, but I brought up Ted Lasso and I just wanted to say season 2 coming out. I know it's it, <laughs> and they're going to be playing in the championship this year. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I, I love their cast. I do too. It's not what I expected. And the Jamie, show as a whole is not what I. And heard. Jamie Tart's got to come back on loan, right? I, I hope so. I mean, you can't leave. So. You can't leave season one like you did without him coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait. It'll be fun. July twenty third or something like that. Oh, it's that close. Yeah. Yeah. They just released a trailer. So. Anyway. Oh, good. And I like Coach Beard. <laughs> Me too. He's fun. I do too. I thought it was the show was not, not what I expected. I thought it was going to be some bumbling idiot. To a point, and uh, just you know, fumbling his way through, and he technically is, but he's lovable, man. He's so lovable. I'm like, golly, there's so many Ted Lassoisms that I want to use in my everyday life. Where instead of being the bumbling idiot, which that which which that was a character that he had created for NBC Sports, for yeah, the, for that for that Premier League, he he rewrote it, he morphed it into where everything is basically coming from a good hearted place. I, know. I still love the I still love the things that he did on NBC Sports where uh, he was it, it was the skit where it was after the Fulham match <laughs> and he starts talking about regulation and, and relegation right. <laughs> and talks about uh, how. How the how and this is I guess before VAR how the fans needed to hide in the parking lot, follow the referee home, and let the good folks of Fulham take matters into their own hands. 
I love it. Uh, I love it's it. not. It's not the same Ted Lasso. Not the same Ted Lasso. But man, I tell you what, I love this uh, Ted Lasso. So anyway, um, let's bail. What are you saying? I'm good. I'm, I'm good, man. We we have a lot of soccer to watch and get ready for. So I, I rejoice that the brass door has been uh, testing some opening hours. Yay! And so that's good. Hopefully they will be ready to uh, roar on the uh, home opener on June, June 16th, 16th for Memphis 901 FC. You can get your tickets at Memphis 901FC.com. You can get tickets for Memphis Americans at Memphis Americans.com. Is the tickets on sale now? Yeah, they are on sale now. And then uh, for us, uh, my3subspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at my3subsoccerpod. Same thing for um, Facebook. And then on Instagram, it is uh, my3subsoccerpod. You got that backwards. Okay. My Three Subs Podcast on uh, Twitter and Facebook. My Three Subs Soccer Pod on Instagram. Thank you. I got it. Thank you. Uh, and I guess it was a. Uh, it's all about the alcohol and the spike ball. It's just Man, you can get just sloshed and just. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit much. Uh, I can't even remember what I was screwing up earlier. I just know that I did, and then I just did it again. Synergy, man, synergy, synergy, and it's it's the it's the sh- what is it the shot is it the shot of what in the leg shot, shot of EpiPen. Was EpiPen in the leg? Yeah, uh, you so, don't know if you're having an allergic reaction. The EpiPen goes right. right. Well, if you're going to let your mouth do the talking, then you need the EpiPen shot to do the talking in your leg. Talking and walking. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll catch you again on my three subs. There's the whistle. Thank you for listening. Check out more My Three Subs podcast, a soccer odyssey. This is a Brody Scott production. Daddy, daddy.